Hello and welcome to the 1 160 of a second photography podcast. In this episode, I'm just going to talk about some simple tips for flash photography. So photography essentially is capturing light. That's what photography is. We, we make out it's lots of different things, but it's essentially focusing light onto a sensor. Oh, that could be film as well and capturing that light and getting it in focus. So why do we use flash? Well, we use flash predominantly when there isn't enough light. So flash adds light. Now, if you're making a video, you might need to have lights on all the time. If you're making video stuff, you, your room might be dark. So you go and have a big LED light and that adds light continuously. Now, when we take a photo, we only open the shutter for a fraction of a second. Sometimes it's more than a second, but Generally, it's a fraction of a second, one one hundredth of a second, one one hundred sixtieth of a second, etc. So it's a very small time. So with a flash, we only need to illuminate for a very small time. It's a flash of light, you could say. So that enables two things. It means the output of light can be so much more powerful than continuous lighting. So flash is more powerful than continuous lighting and it always will be, it always has been because you're you're putting out a high output of light just for a, a very small length of time. Whereas continuous, you're continually putting out light. So it's more difficult to have such a high output. You've then got things like heat dissipation and other things to think about. So flash can give brighter light for short time, but it's enough time that's needed. The amount of light really doesn't matter too much because if you don't have a powerful flash, you can always up your ISO, you can always um, shorten your shutter speed, etc. What does matter though is the modifier and the light source. So to get something hard, Hard lighting isn't particularly flattering lighting for portraits and taking pictures of people. Um, it works better on men than it does on ladies. But if we're going to take a picture of a person, and that's predominantly where you would use a flash, because if you're out taking a picture of a night landscape, you're not going to use a flash because the area is too big to illuminate. You couldn't illuminate it all at once and you can get round it by just having a longer shutter speed. You'll let more light in. You'll let enough light in with a long shutter speed and then you've done it. That's it. You, you've got your image. But with a person, if you have a long shutter speed, then because they move, you'll get a blurry image. So you have to have a fast enough shutter speed with a person. So I guess what I'm getting at is if you are going to use flash photography, it's probably because you're shooting a person. And if you are shooting a person, you're probably going to want them want to light them in a way that is best for them. And the predominant way of doing that is using soft light over hard light. Hard light looks gritty, casts harsh shadows. And when you're photographing a man, that's okay and it can look good. But when you're photographing a woman or a child or men as well, you need softer light. The softer the light, the rule is to get softer light it's the bigger the light source relative to the person or the thing being photographed. So if you get your flash, it's actually quite small, the bit that illuminates light. So you can fire it through an umbrella, a shoot through umbrella. They're the cheapest modifiers you can get. And then the light hits that and it spreads out and the whole of the umbrella then illuminates. And so you're increasing the area 
or the light this you're you're increasing the area of the light source relative to your subject so let's say you're firing through an umbrella another way to make the light source bigger compared to the subject is to move it closer so if you move it closer it suddenly gets much bigger compared to if it's far away if it's far away it's smaller harder closer closer and softer so using a modifier and getting it close gives soft light another way you can give soft light is you can make your light source huge by firing your flash at the ceiling and bouncing it off the ceiling now that will only work if you have a white ceiling if you have a black ceiling it's not going to work if you have a colored ceiling you're going to get the imprint of that color in your photography and you might not want that if you've got a pink ceiling I don't know why anyone would have a pink ceiling, but if they do, that's probably not good for flash photography. So bounce photography is a way to do it. Modifying your light with things like umbrellas, soft boxes, give a bigger light source. And it doesn't have to be an umbrella or soft box. It can be a piece of card. You can fire the flash into the piece of card and it bounces off. Now we talked about, or I talked about earlier, that flash being emitting for just the right length of time at just the right point of time. So with continuous light, we don't need to worry about this. The light is always on, the light is always shining. With flash, if the flash fires before you've taken the picture, it won't work. If it fires after you've taken the picture, it won't work. You have to sync them. Now, the easiest way to sync them is to put your flash in your hot shoe on your camera and then it's synced. When you take the picture, the flash fires, it fires at the right time, the person is illuminated, every, everything works out fine. You can also even have it on auto settings if it's connected to the camera. The problem with connect to, connecting it to the camera is that either it's bounce flash or you're firing your flash directly onto the person. And that doesn't look good. Even if it's soft light, it doesn't look that good you're better to get your flash to the side and illuminate someone from the side. So how are you gonna trigger it? Well, you need triggers. So you can get a cable that goes from your hot shoe to your flash, or you can get remote triggers that work wirelessly via radio waves. Also, if you're gonna have your camera off your flash, sorry, I need to say that again. If you're gonna have your flash off your camera, then it needs to be held up in the right place. So you need a light stand. Or you need someone just to hold your flash and hold an umbrella. We call that a voice activated light stand. It's a person. So you need it off to the side, remotely triggered with some way to hold it. Now you can start to see we're building up lots of kit here. We're building up lots of lots of complexity. So you could just keep your flash on your camera and you could swivel the head. So it points somewhere. So it points at a white wall to the left. And that will be enough to bounce back, give soft light and illuminate the person that way. We can also have more than one light. You might want to add a, a definition, an outline to a person to separate them from the background. Well, guess what? Flash can do that. You put the flash behind them, pointing down and firing. And then what will happen is like their shoulders, their hair will have light on and they'll just be that more crisper. We call that a rim light. Now, you might not want your rim light to be going everywhere. So you can put something on it called a grid. Now, a grid just narrows the focus of the light. It reduces the light output, but it stops it spreading everywhere. And you can imagine it like a honeycomb 
um, that bees and wasps go in. It's just lots of little, little small sort of tunnels really. And I've got a very, very cheap grid that just Velcro's on the front of my flash. And it's basically straws. It's basically plastic straws put together in some sort of housing. So we've talked about getting your light soft. For rim light, it has it harder works better than soft. So you can have soft light, you can have it through a soft box. We've talked about modifiers. Now, a soft box will focus the light, or it does I'm gonna change that. It doesn't allow it to spill everywhere. Umbrellas spread the light everywhere. So you might want to think about, you know. Do you want light going on your background? Do you have a background? Do you want it dark? Do you want it low key? Because you need to think about controlling that light. And to control light, we can use things like flags. So we've talked about reflectors, reflecting light or reflective surfaces or walls that fire light back at a specific angle. We can take light away with flags. So a black piece of card next to someone will make one side of their face darker or it will stop reflections of lights from all around the room. So if you've got a brightly lit room, the light's gonna come in the window and it'll bounce off things and it'll pick up color and it'll go all around. If you want to maybe make your portrait more dramatic or have higher contrast, you can put a little bit of black material. It could be a monitor, it could be a tablecloth, it could be a black card next to your person out of camera shots and you'll get more contrast on that side. So that's just a very, very, very basic talk about using flash. One thing I've forgotten is, and this is really useful, I use this all the time, is high speed sync. So when you fire your flash and it's linked up to your camera, everything is sort of worked out so that when the light from the flash hits the person, that's when you're taking the picture. But if you want to shoot fast shutter speeds, then it becomes more difficult. It's not possible to get a flash duration that's short enough. And that's to do with the way the shutter works. So the shutter will scan one line at a time. And if you increase your shutter speed over the maximum sync rate, you get dark bands in your picture. So one way to get around this is to use TTL. No. TTL is metering, high-speed sync is what I meant to say, is to use high-speed sync, and high-speed sync pulses little, little bits of flash. So it doesn't do one output flash, it does lots and lots of pulsings of flash. The downside is it's not as powerful as a single output, but it does mean you can raise your shutter, you can shoot at one thousandth of a second, which isn't that fast actually, but you can shoot really, really fast. Now what that means is if you're going out on a really bright sunny day, you can shoot at a really high shutter speed to kill the ambient light. Of course, if you're photographing a person, you'll, you won't be able to see them, they'll be black. So you need, you, but you don't want that harsh sunlight and you don't want it really, really bright. You want to actually be able to see something of your background, have a really high shutter speed, one thousandth, one two thousandths of a second, and then use a flash. The flash will have to be on high-speed sync, your triggers will have to be high-speed sync compatible. But other than that, it should work and you won't get a huge deal of output. So you need to get the flash as close to the person as possible. But that can work really well. So if you're doing a beach shoot, for example, at midday, that would work brilliant. You would be able to get a nice soft 
image or nice soft lighting. If you just did a beach suit at midday, all the lighting would be horrible. It'd be, it would be the sun. It would be all shadowy. You can effectively kill the sun, and you can use high-speed sync as your lighting source. So I hope in my 10 or 12 minutes I've covered Flash, and I hope that's been useful. I've covered Flash simply because in the UK now things are starting to open up. Maybe people are going to be going out. Maybe they're going to be doing model shoots and things. And I just wanted to cover Flash so well, to remind people of it because they may have forgotten. Anyway, stay safe, keep shooting, and I'll see you next time. Goodbye.